So in Dipton Tone tradition, uh-huh. did you record a track? Um, no. The intro track? Remember? I was, I was uh, when you sent me a message about doing the show, I thought, should I suggest doing a track? And I started to, to write some riffs in my head. Right. But, you know, it just, it just didn't come together in time. That's, but I, I had some pretty good riffs. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. Can yeah, you, yeah. can you sing or hum any of them? It was a lot of some chugs and some wheeze. Oh, yeah. A little chug, chug, wee, like Gojira. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of what I was thinking, a little Gojira style. You need to get him a, a Novo. It's like making kick that Charvel to the curb. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs a Novo. That's right. So, hi, everybody. Where am I looking? <laughs> <laughs> There's the camera. We're set up in my office. So, yeah. The illustrious, uh, grayish wall here yeah Why yeah we painted this gray oh we can turn this light on do that this is going to be the most interesting episode of the oh it's going to be podcast great. It's so far be great it's going to be episode great. 29 uh i'm here at novo guitars with mr matthew timmons hello everybody hello we're, everybody we're, we're having a good time yeah man we're ready to talk we do this anyway yeah <laughs> right that's the whole idea right we talk a lot i think i think so yeah yeah enough about guitars uh -huh. and what's going on in their world. So I'm, I'm glad to be on here uh, as a, an emergency guest. I, yeah. So uh, shout out to Rhett. Rhett, I think he's going to send us a video message. So what's up everyone. Uh, this is after the crazy week that was JHS pedals, the musical. I am tired. Tilly is also tired. Um, just want to make this video to let you know that I'm not going to be on the podcast this week and I feel terrible about that, but, um, I've given my seat to someone who I trust, Mr. Matthew Timmons, Matthew, I swear to God, if you screw this up, if we have people unsubscribing after your performance on this podcast, you'll never hear the end of it from me. But it's going to be a great episode. I'm sure, uh, these guys are really funny. And I'm sure you're going to love uh, whatever subject it is they picked uh, for this week's episode of the pod. And I will be back next week. Thank you all, as always, uh, for watching and listening to Dipped in Tone. Once again, Matthew, swear to God, don't screw this up. There's a lot riding on this and you have some pretty big shoes to fill. So anyways, have a good episode, guys. Wasn't that great? Oh man! I mean, it was. He said some really nice things about me in that in that message. That was really sweet. He, didn't, ha he didn't have to say all that. Thank you, Red. He's 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 living the dream out in Kansas City with Josh Scott playing guitar for one of the most important musicals of our time. I think important and ambitious. Uh, absolutely, pedals the music. At this point, everyone has, has probably watched it already. By the time this is going to come yes. out. <laughs> Yeah, like, it would have already passed. It already have passed. For not for our Discord friends, they're watching this. Yeah. But the the pedals the musical will have happened and it'll be spectacular. Yeah. So if if you've already watched it, let us know what you thought about it. Yes. In the comments because I I have I I'm so curious about what this is going to be. Yeah. Uh cuz Josh has shared some stories. Have do you follow him on Instagram? Absolutely. Okay. I find it uh, hilarious how much he has to tell people that it's real. <laughs> right. That is incredible. Well, he's done these fake outs, you know, selling his claw, selling his claw yes, yes. for half a million dollars. And in all the other pedals, like he had a, an old Ibanez echo machine that was like, 
an obscene amount of money. And mm -hmm. it's like, it was, it was all a joke. And then he does this. So I, I, I think I understand the community not believing it. Yeah. Like maybe it's just like a minute long teaser video or something, but this is full blown. The real deal pedals, yeah. the musical, and I cannot wait to watch it. The, uh, my first thought was like, it's going to be like people like dressed up as pedals and like literally, that literally that's what it is. What it's going to be. So it's going to be like some, let's go to the lobby, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. thing with people all dressed up and stuff. Absolutely. So. I, I, I told Rhett, my only, my, my bar is that it has to be half as good as Hamilton. If it hits that bar. Yes. I think it's, it's, it's done all right. Um, it's off Broadway. It's off, 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 it's off Broadway. So off Broadway, so off Broadway <laughs> but I'm excited. It's going to be great. But so, I'm glad I'm glad to be here. It's this is fun. Happy, happy to have you. Thank you. So um we got the Discord chat going. It's hard to see because mm. we both have terrible vision. Okay. But uh you read you guys some questions wanna, on there? Uh, it, yeah, well maybe we'll open up to questions at the end. Yeah, sure. Great. And for those that are hanging out. Um but the idea was mm -hmm. at least your idea, we talk guitars. Guitars, mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And then Destiny 2. Destiny 2. And um I think that's... Does that work for, for everybody? I don't think it's going to work for most people, but it works for me. <laughs> and you know what? Rhett's not here. So I think that's, that's what we're going to have to do. So let's tell give for pe the uninitiated, which uh, I, I... I think there's people out there that don't... don't. I mean, there's there's people... Everybody knows about Novo guitars. Right. There's still probably people that don't know exactly about me. Maybe about you. Yeah. Because I think if, you're a, if you listen or watch the podcast, you know... Novo, my, my the Novo shtick. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, shilled yeah. enough for it. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, tell us, tell us about you, Matthew. Oh well, what would you like to know? I'm uh five eleven, two hundred and forty three pounds. Okay. Uh, gray hair, blue eyes, and uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Tell us about like oh, oh, what is oh. your guitar journey? Like, where did you? Oh, okay, great. Because well, I've heard I've heard you talk at length about Novo and like mm -hmm. getting into the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Novo, but not about. Like when you started playing and, sure. and all that stuff. Well, my my father is an unbelievable guitar player. And from a young age, you know, my dad had had me and my brother. He was like 22 years old. So, you know, I was in the garage with him when he was learning how to play Hot for Teacher when it came out. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, that <laughs> is, like, it's been, like, you know, bred in my DNA since day one that this would be my life. Like my dad showed a spinal tap when I was five years old. We watched spinal <laughs> tap. So great movie. Shocking kids. that I am the way I am <laughs> that I watched that movie at a young age. So it was always sort of there, right? We were always, you know, me and my brother and my dad sort of, you know, sort of went on a rock and roll journey pretty early. And my dad's actually a, a longtime industry veteran. Yeah. He was artist relations at Ernie Ball Music Man, did sales. He's worked for uh, Lawler Pickups like I have. He's worked at... Uh, Washburn, uh, you know, he's worked at, um, uh, Mesa Boogie, you know, so it was, uh, you know, always sort of like my goal is to sort of get into that as well. So when I was 19, I started working at Ernie Ball Music Man. My dad was artist relations and I started doing uh, final inspection of all the instruments. And at that time, Ernie Ball was doing about a hundred guitars a day. Okay. And so I would be responsible for, uh, inspecting them making sure everything uh, was correct and then casing them up and, and boxing them and getting ready for shipping. That's when, what I did. When was that? Like what that year was, was that? That was 2000. Okay. So that was 21 years ago. Oh man. Yeah. 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 That's so, crazy. so that was my first job. I did that. I also worked in the sanding department and the woodshop department um, uh, and in like parts receiving different stuff like that. And that was the first gig that I had. 
Um, then I kind of moved around a little bit doing sales for like Bose and Microsoft. Um, I ended up over at Lawler Pickups again with my father's there. So it's all nepotism. That's the only uh -huh. reason I have any of this <laughs> stuff is because of my dad. But I started doing sales and marketing uh, with Lawler back in uh, 2011. And that's where I was introduced to Dennis Fano for the first time. Okay. And I started seeing his guitars and I thought they were the best in the business. And I made it my goal then and there that I wanted to run his company one day. Mm. And so I worked for Lawler for a couple of years and then I, until I heard about Novo. So, okay. yeah, that's that's pretty it. You know, I mean, I, I early on kind of knew that I didn't have necessarily an act for making anything. I, I, I did some of the jobs and I was I was fine. But uh -huh. I, I really like this side of things, you know, doing the sales, marketing and sort of the, the creative aspect of it. Well, there's so much of a business is is outside the realm of actually making the product. Yes. Like to me that. That's the easy part. Well, it may not the easy part, but that that's the part that can it it comes naturally to I think most people actually creating yeah you know uh, pedals or guitars like you, that <clears throat> when you start learning you're passionate about that but mm -hmm. the hard part is like running a business well and, and, and that's sort of it's I have talked about this uh, before but that was sort of the 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 you know uh, the really smart thing that Dennis did was his first hire was me. Mm -hmm. Instead, normally you would say, well, I'm going to hire people that are going to help me build more guitars. And he hired me first. And specifically because he never wanted to do this. Right, right. He hates this part about it <laughs> so much that I get to do all these things. Which is things. such a shame because he's, he's the so, sweetest guy. Yes. And I asked him when I came in this morning, do you want to be on the show? He said, absolutely not. <laughs> and that's Dennis. But, you know, he he wanted, he's just not into this part. So, and this is my favorite thing in the whole world. Right. Is talking about our guitars and talking about the passion I have for what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, a goal of mine to get to a company where I was not just selling something that I just sold because I was getting a paycheck. It would be something I really believed in. Right. And, you know, you combine that with, with Dennis's design and passion for creating new things. And I think it's... It's like we are where we are because of the the partnership that we've uh, done. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's awesome, and and I think Novo is is established itself as this brand of cool people who are passionate about they're passionate about the product they make and just love guitar. Oh yeah. And and I think that definitely comes across in in the content and your personalities and all that. And it's like part part partly why I've wanted to distance myself from so many other brands that because meeting you guys was the first mm -hmm. time I met people that like, Oh, I, I know these guys and they make something I really love. And like beyond pedals, like I've met yeah. pedal builders, sure. but it kind of flipped a switch in my brain to say, I don't really want to play as many of the big brand guitars Yeah, because you know, while not, not to say they're bad, there's there's just less of a connection that I have with the instrument because of the connection I have with you guys. Sure. And and, and that's not going to be the same case for everybody, but it is the case well, for Well, I me. feel that way about all kinds of stuff. I mean, one of the reasons why I've gotten into a lot of this stuff is that you get to know people. And with the way that um, the marketing is now, everybody's front and center. I mean, that's why it's such a bold choice for Dennis to not do it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's such a commonplace thing to sort of do uh, as much of that kind of stuff as you possibly can. And I know I, you know, sort of take his place, you know, as that person for Novo and I'll do it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think knowing that that's a big part of what we're trying to sort of convey here by showcasing the team and the people that make the guitars and sort of what we're all about 
um, that's a huge, you know, that's just sort of how, sort of how marketing works nowadays. Right. And so it is just as big a part of like, you know, you like the guitars, but you know, everybody knows who Devin is. Right. If you buy a Novo, you know who Devin is. And so you talk to Devin. You, if you're ordering a guitar from us, you talk to Devin. Yeah. And so that's, that's sort of, I know that that's how that works. And I want it to be that way. The guitars, we, we as a, a team have to be as good as the guitars. We want people to, to like us. Please like me. Right. <laughs> as much as the guitars, because that's how, that's how it should work. I mean, and you do an excellent job of that because of all the, the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm for your brand. I mean, you are mythos. I mean, and so you have to get out there and you do all those things. And it's a, it's a huge part of that, that people might go, I like this pedal. I like this pedal, but I love Zach. Yeah. And and that's something that when, when I started, um, sorry, I'm just checking my mic levels here. When, when I started taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and, and I suggest anyone who's trying to get into this industry in some form or another to, to really put yourself in it and, and let people know you and, and I, I adopted the thought that I want to treat Instagram mostly as my personal mm-hmm. Instagram yeah, and, and just try to show people who I am. Was that a conscious are. decision on your part? Like yeah. you said, like, I'm going to make this switch. I'm going to do, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I, I've, I've, I've always been really shy uh, mm-hmm. and, and relatively private. And so when I first started, the, the thing that I really tried to do first was doing the AMAs. Yeah. And that got me out of the comfort zone of like walking around, like hold, like talking to my phone, like an idiot. And, <laughs> and when I first started doing it, I was at like, we were, we lived in an apartment complex and I would walk the dog and that's when I would do it. And so mm-hmm. all my neighbors would see me and it helped me kind of get over that stigma yeah. of, you know, putting myself out there. But it's really, I think it's, it's been the thing that's helped me. And it's something that you see more and more like with Josh from JHS and, you know, other pedal builders, but I feel like it's not as common as perhaps it should be for brands to have more than just, you know, their product. They actually have a face and a name mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. You know, and then some people are trying to do that, but, but well, it's hard it's because hard, it's hard. if you don't have the personality for it, like at all, and you don't want to do it like Dennis, uh, you know, um, you know, it might not be something that you could even do. And then if you are going to hire people to do it, or is it just naturally? And I think that it works for us because just the stuff is good. Like you can't, if the, if the product wasn't good and we're out here, like, you know, you know, singing right. and dancing, uh, and, and trying to get people to buy it. And if it wasn't good, the personality only goes so far. You can be like, I really like this guys, but those guitars kind of suck. Right. Yeah, like it wouldn't yeah. matter at all. And so it's, it's the confidence that I have in, the product that we sell and and the design that we we're doing and what we're trying to do that I feel like allows me to sort of get out there and just be myself as much as possible because I'm not actually selling anything. You right. know, the people want the guitars and I'm not, I'm not convincing anybody to buy them. It's just here they are. Right. And here we are and that's it. And that's really freeing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So people I, I I did a couple on Facebook and, mm-hmm. and on Instagram and some other places asked like what people wanted to ask you and a sure. lot of it was was questions that I know you're inundated with all the time, sure. but since you guys have shifted away, because you, now it's only direct. Well, yeah, we since uh, last May we went fully direct. Do you have yeah. any dealers for zero? Di- okay, zero dealers. Because I know there was still some like trickling. Yeah, well, we had custom orders that were placed that we were fulfilling, right? And we we finally I think have shipped every single one of them now. Okay, they're all gone. All yeah. right, so, so it's all direct, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, and I still think even though. I mean, it's clear to me how it works because I helped make the website. You did. Thank so, you, Zach. I appreciate that. <laughs> but 
for the people that don't get it, because I, I think it's still a point of confusion for some people. Absolutely. They don't get Absolutely. select, custom, and then signature. Yeah. So can I you break that down? Asking the question, how do I buy a Novo? Right. Right. If I want a Novo, somebody that's watching this for the first time uh, and has never heard of a Novo and they say, how do I buy one? How do I get one? And so that's been a question that I've been trying to figure out for five years. Um, so what we're doing now is we're doing uh, three different sort of uh, series, uh, so three different channels that you can do to, to buy a Novo. Uh, the most traditional one, of course, is just placing a custom order, right? right. And so yeah. we have a custom order form on the website um, with uh, all of the models that we're offering now and all the options we're offering now. And uh, that's just like the, the classic, you know, I'm going to order a guitar. And we're 12 months back ordered right now, and it probably needs to be longer. Right. Because it's just crazy how many guitars we have on order. Um, so one of the, the things that we started this year to sort of try to sort of minimize the wait times and also figure out how to get more guitars in people's hands is we have the select series and the select series is us choosing our favorite models and our favorite colors and then offering those guitars and then letting people, uh, order them. And then it should, uh, take two to three months for you to get one. Right. And because there is less, you know, there's batching that we can do. It's the same colors. It's the same guitars. And there's no options. So they all have the same necks. They all have the same bodies. You know, we can make them a lot faster. Um, so we essentially just cut them. And then when the order comes in, we can spray them and then send them out. But the problem now is, is that we have, you know, we can only have limited slots for select. And we're selling out when I release the select slots in five minutes. Right, right. So the, the goal of that was to say, I want a Novo. I'll buy select. And when there's new select uh, offerings, I can get one. And now that's gone, too. Yeah. So it's a little bit difficult. I have this grand plan for 2021. It's like, I'll do select. So when people want a guitar, they can buy one. And now they, they have to get lucky on select day. And so it's like, right. what do I do now? Well, and even because you guys still, or you were making essentially custom guitars that you would throw up on Thursdays. Yes. Like, you know. So those were all like, so that's an interesting thing. So, you know, the signature series sort of came out of the idea that, you know, when we're trying to like see, you know, going direct, right? One of the things that we really couldn't do when we had dealers is like Dennis just make random stuff that he would be excited about because it's like, sure. well, where does it go? We sell it on the website. We have dealers. Maybe they're upset about that. If you have 20 dealers, it's like, well, how many are you going to make? Who gets a chance to get it? Now we can just make a guitar and put it up on the website for sale. Yeah. So that 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 uh, sort of turned into the signature series where it's literally Dennis specs out a guitar and uh, pretty much makes it himself. Right. Now, the team still does some stuff, uh, you know, depending on what it is. But for the most part, he does it himself. And it's a way for him to sort of, you know, stretch his uh, imagination a little bit and do models that we haven't done yet, do options that we haven't done yet. And those sell out in about 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Th this last one was was that. And then the one before it was like 30 seconds. It's maybe. crazy. And so... Where do these people have this internet connection that's so fast? You know? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like you have to... like. Well, I, everybody knows what time it goes live. So it's 10 yeah. a.m. Uh, Central Time every... And I'm sitting there watching the clock on my computer before I hit, I hit available. So now we've got these three channels. And, you know, one of them people have to wait a year... And the other ones sell out immediately. So now I'm kind of at square one again where I'm like, these guitars are clearly everybody wants them. And I got to figure out like I got to figure out how to make more. Right. And then keep the quality the same and then figure out how to do that. Because you want to make more guitars. The first thing that has to happen is you got to lose options. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, if you offer everything and just think about it this way, like when you're making a pedal, like say something like 
like this, right? Every time you make this pedal, you know exactly what it is. Right. Right. Same circuits, same, uh, maybe you change the, the, the color or something. Yeah. That's when it. you're making guitars, that's not the case. Right. So if I tell the team oh, they need to make a Saris J, well, they don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. Right. How yeah. many pickups are in it? Uh, what's the bridge? What's this and that? So that's how we operated for so long, which is like you would take an order and you would not, no one would know what it was. You'd have to look at the spec sheet. So things get messed up a lot when you do that because there's no way of knowing. Now with the select series, those guitars are standardized. Right. And with when you offer less custom options, we're trying to offer, we still offer 60 colors. You can get 12 pick guards. All of that stuff is sort of where we wanted to go with custom mm -hmm. distress levels. But, you know, we needed the guitars themselves to be like, this is what a Saris J is. This is what right. a Saris TC is. And for a lot of time, long time, nobody even knew the models names meant nothing. Right. So yeah. as you grow, you have to make those kind of decisions. And one day I would love to have a full custom shop again, mm -hmm. where you've got a team that sort of can take those orders and just make whatever the customer wants. But right. that's a scale that you have to get to where you can dedicate a team to do that. So it's tough, man. Like I want to please everybody. I want everybody to have the perfect Novo. Um, I want everybody to get one when they want one. It's just, it's making hard decisions uh, in order to grow. And I think the guitars we're making are as good as ever. Um, oh, yeah. There's nothing different. We're not making cheaper guitars. We're not, we're just, you just, you know, sort of like you just, if you know what you're making, it's less questions. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, which is really great. So that's sort of where we're at. And, I mean, that's what we're asking ourselves every day. It's like, where do we actually want to go with this? Yeah. You know? I it, I think it does confuse a lot of people. The fact that you're, you have a, and, and this, this is true for, for me and, and a lot of people in this industry. When you say mm -hmm. something's custom, but you still have a limited option set. Yes. But the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is even though you could customize something, it, you guys are building these, you're cutting these bodies on a CNC. We are. And that has to be programmed. It has to be programmed. So yes. if if you want a specific body shape with a specific bridge and that's not programmed. Someone has to do the programming ahead of time. It's a huge step. It's like people asking me like, hey, can I get a pedal uh -huh. with a different feature set? Like, yeah, you could if I had time to design that. Yes. But it, it's not as, as easy as saying, okay, I'm just going to tweak what's already there because mm -hmm. sometimes it's literally not possible. Yeah. Or, or yeah, I mean, in a lot of little things that change that you might not know, well, that one would require a new pick guard. Right. Or that would require this and that has to be programmed. And then, you know, so it's like it's it's you want to do uh, tools that help you make guitars faster. But then that means that you're going to have to sacrifice certain things. Or I should I can do a custom guitar in any bridge you want in any shape you want, but it's going to cost you ten thousand dollars. Right. Like a PRS private stock kind of situation. Right. Which we could do one day if people really want that. Sure. You know, it's just it's trying to balance all that stuff out. It's just growing pains. Right. It's, sure. it's you know, people knew us you know, five, six years ago. And, and there was a lot of stuff that we could do. And and now it's like, it's trying to really, what's trying to discover what, what a Novo means. Like, like it's just the core idea of what a guitar identity. Cause I think that helps too with, with, with sales, because then people know exactly what they're, they're, they're aspiring to get. Sure. Too. Speaking about a $10,000 Novo. Yes. How do you feel Ooh, good about question. the, the people who are selling them at such a premium? Now I know, and, and I've discussed this at, at length on, on previous episodes and, and with people privately too. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand. You know, if, yes. if there's a limited supply, demand's going to go up and that price is going to hike up. But it, it seems to be, some some of the pricing is a little egregious. 
in, in my opinion. But I, like, I, what do you think being, you know, on your side of the table here? I mean, I'd say that if somebody's willing to pay the price, then that's the price for the guitar. Sure. Now, what I would, if it was something that I knew that I would never do again, and somebody really wanted that guitar, say it's a model we've discontinued, or it's a feature set that we won't do again, there might be somebody out there that says, I want that enough to to pay for it. Yeah. So that's why it's it costs that much. Or, hey, I know I can get that guitar, but it's going to take me a year. Yeah. And I want it now. You might pay a little bit more for it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's naturally the prices are going to go up. I just, you know, I think that right now people are sort of feeling their way out there. And I don't know, has the guitar actually sold for $10,000? Well, I don't know. I don't I probably That's not. why I'm not sure. I, I try to avoid that stuff. Like, yeah. You know, I don't really look on reverb. I get irrationally angry when I see any guitar for sale of ours. I'm I know like, who bought that. I know who, I know who ordered that guitar. You know what I mean? Because oh, uh, they're all my babies and I remember all the guitars. So it's like, you know, if somebody sells one, uh, I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I really thought I nailed that one. And, and it's really where it comes from. It's like, if I actually talk to the person or Devin talks to them, I thought, man, we really thought we, we nailed exactly what they wanted. That's kind of a bummer when it gets sold. Sure. But, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me in that way. I mean, honestly, it kind of makes me think that I should raise my prices more, R right? which I don't really like necessarily want to do because I think we're very competitive price-wise. Um, Absolutely. And Absolutely. I like being there because I feel like there's a lot of growth potential with that because, you know, you could, I could say, oh, let's price everything at $6,000 because we're sold out of everything. But then when you're not sold out of everything, is the price actually correct? And right. so I'm looking at long-term sort of, you know, the long-term picture of what that's going to look like. So, sure. but yeah. it, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And, and it's happened to me at a much smaller, you know, scale, like selling a pedal, you know, mm -hmm. retail for two fifty, and then people are selling them for four or $500, which mm -hmm. for a pedal, I mean, that's a pretty big leap. It is. Uh, and to me, it, I, I feel it's bittersweet because sometimes it's exciting to know that people want it that bad, yes. that they're willing to pony up that money. But also I feel bad for the people that, want to have it that probably couldn't swing that oh yeah and so it, it's it's something that it, it's interesting and for me being so backed up and being so slow at building well not i, I don't feel like i'm slow i feel like i'm as fast as a single human can it's just can you do. it's just me so that's not slow that's yeah. just that's just science but <laughs> uh it, it it is reassuring that even the normal stuff is usually only 10 or 20 bucks below what it retails yeah. for so that means people are still you know, excited and like it and like think it's worth it. Well, true, truly, I will say that like, and I don't think this is probably where you're at, Um, you know, making more product almost has less to do with the idea of like, I want to make a lot more money. And it has more to do with that. I feel bad that like people that want the stuff can't get it. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I want people that want Novos to be able to buy them and buy right. them for the price that I think that they're worth or is that, that the guitars are worth. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously we want to scale up, but you know, I've been on, you know, talked about this before on some shows. I think when I did Rhett's show once and we really talked about it a lot, like how big do we want Novo to get? And for the longest time I was like, oh, I don't want to really want to get that big because I want to make sure that the guitars are exactly the way we want them. And I think as we've sort of really kind of grown leaps and bounds, just perception wise and demand wise over the last year and the guitars in the select series have been awesome. And we've really kind of figured out how to make sure the guitar is perfect. It's just, how do we make more of them? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could, we could grow this place pretty big if we wanted to. And right. you know, my, my job is getting so abstract, like where it's literally just me making decisions all day instead of uh, doing anything. Cause it's just, there's so much to, to manage. 
that I'm like, oh, I guess I guess we could get to that point as long as the guitars are still great, right? Like that's right. the number one thing is like, can I make the guitars as good as they are today? And and you know, but I really, I really, I literally like when I get the messages, I tried to get a select and I couldn't. I wasn't fast enough. I just feel like I'm like that makes me feel like I want these people to have our guitars, right? Yeah, yeah. and th and that is that is something that I think a lot of people outside the industry, you know, consumers, when when they know you're scaling up and you're making changes so that you can produce more, mm -hmm. and I mean, you got to obviously you're keeping the quality there, you know, for you because you guys are you have this waitlist to keep the quality, yes. and keep everything. Mm -hmm. um, for me, a lot of people have. I've seen, you know, threads about it and people talk about how Ozak's, you know, watering down his build to keep up with demand because I've switched things to surface mount. And, sure. And, but at the end of the day, I think people still have to trust in the brand and know that, you know, you, me, whoever is making decisions that that are right for the, the product. Yes. To keep it where they, they want to keep sure. it. And speaking of the select series. Oh my gosh. Well, that's actually not a select. Oh, it's not? It's not. I did get a custom thing on my guitar, so it is oh. Novo Custom. Well, this is this is a relatively new one. This is my brand new uh, Voltor that I ordered. Um, I know a guy, so I was able <laughs> to get mine a little sooner than you would if you ordered a custom. But this one is, I mean, it's, it's a straight Voltor, except it has a maple fretboard. Right. So the select series would always have rosewood, but I wanted a maple board on mine because... I really wanted it to be a very late 70s guitar, Olympic white with the black appointments and then the maple neck. So it's super cool. Yeah. It's it's super like punk rock. It is extremely punk rock. I, I told the team I wanted it to look like you could have found it in the bathroom of CBGB's in 1979. Yeah. That was the goal of the guitar. So it rips, man. The Voltour is like, that was something I was asking for for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's one of the, the fun parts about my job is that I can go into Dennis's office and say, this is what I want you to build. Right. Please, please do this. Like, try this out. And I wanted that, that style, that style of guitar for a long time because I always loved the ones he used to do in the past, um, the PX6. And so we'd been like thinking about when were we going to drop that on the Novo brand for quite a while. And then, mm -hmm. you know, with Dennis, it's just, it's when it's ready, it's ready when it's ready. Right. Like, he'll work on stuff. I think he's probably got maybe 20 or so models that he's working on at any time. Yeah. And it's kind of my job to sort of sort through them and say, like, what what do we think we want next to sell? And so that was one I really wanted next because I wanted something that was really aggressive, really punk rock, sort of like, you know, took us out of the offset territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slightly. It's still an offset, but it's not like a jazz master offset. It's right. very, you know, sort of, you know, aggressive rock and roll uh, feel to it. And I think we nailed it. I think people are really going to like them when they start rolling out. The select ones are, are finishing up. The first ones are finishing up this week. Nice. So we're shipping some out now. I, I did get a question on, on Instagram. Somebody mm -hmm. asked about where would you place Novo sonically compared to the, the most iconic guitars? You okay. Know? Cause to me, like, well, you have two, right? I do have two. Yes. So, so you can speak to this, you know, like my Saris, is essentially it's the TCS which it's discontinued. It now. is, yeah, which is super Sad. smart that you have a, a very like a, like a very front facing guitar for us so that <laughs> I, I shit canned it. Sorry, well, everybody. I, no, I it's it's exactly what I wanted, and to me, it lives somewhere in between like the the throaty punch of a Les Paul, mm -hmm. but the the taut focus of a an SG, uh -huh. and with a total different resonance because mm -hmm. it hits totally different than all my mm -hmm. other guitars. And the the Solus the F F one, 
is I think a little it it sounds a little more familiar mm-hmm. um, with the you know the the Tele style bridge and pickup of course yep. yeah and I think that's a huge part of it but but I feel like the Saris does do a different thing especially mm-hmm. the humbucker ones yes because um, you're still making this the uh, TC the TC yeah it has a chop Tele bridge yeah instead of the the wrap over which is the close closest you can get to what I have yes yes we still sell that and that was a tough call that was sort of as we were looking at you know, the orders that were placed and the guitars we made, it was just, it was, you know, way more of the, the chop telly bridges. I didn't so. sell enough. I didn't sell. Sorry. Enough you them. just didn't push it hard enough there, Zach. Damn it. Um, I, it's hard. I think that the, one of the goals that we have is to sort of like be as much, uh, be as versatile as possible and not sort of, uh, fall into any sort of category and say like, Oh, I mean, obviously we're bolt on maple next. So, right. you know, there's definitely a, a fender, you know, connotation there, Fender and, you know, GNL music, man, all the Leo stuff. And that's sort of Dennis's main loves is those mid sixties, you know, Fender style guitars. And so that's sort of what we're going for. But then when we start adding, you know, scale, like 24 and three quarter scale lengths and wrap over bridges and humbuckers, you're obviously getting into totally different territory. And what I really want to, our guitars to be is just as versatile as possible. So they can sort of cover all that ground. So you get that throatiness, but without any mud, right? right? Like you get snap and you get high end without any ice pick or, or any, uh, you know, overly brightness. It's like, it's, it's really the goal. The goal is to say, can I do a- anything I want on this guitar? Yeah. That's what we're going for. There is of all of the ones. I've, I mean, I've played, I feel fortunate that, uh, you know, I live nearby and I can come and I play, I think I've played most models, yeah, uh, not so. every yeah. permutation. I don't think I've played mm-hmm. all the Miris, you know, bridge, uh, variations yes. and stuff, but there's a clarity and a, an immediacy to the mm-hmm. guitar. Uh, and then the whole thing, you know, they resonate and that's something that is a huge part of what we're trying to accomplish. I want the guitars to be super loud. Yeah. Acoustically. Oh, that I've done live streams just strumming my, my Saris and people ask what I'm plugged into and it's just like in my lap. And that, and that's where so we're loud. starting is that concept of like that acoustically the guitar has to sound good. Um, before electrically it'll sound good. So it's like, right. that's, that's, that's somewhere place we start. And I know it might seem like a little bit of a cop out to say like, Oh, we want it to sound great in all situations, but you know, that's sort of like, you know, the way, the way, way the way we approach it is that we're not making any uh, copies of anything. We're not right. trying to make copies of anything. Obviously, they're inspired by different stuff, but we're not saying well, we're just going to make our version of X, Y, or Z. So when you get get into some of the choices that we've made, that's sort of the idea. And also, as we move forward, like, you know, we have sort of that tempered pine, tempered maple neck on the Saracis and on the Miracis and even the Voltour. Now what we're exploring a little bit is like, well, with the signature, we're trying out uh, more swamp ash and Spanish cedar and stuff. And now we're trying to see, is there something we like enough to where that'll be a, a standard model? Right. Yeah. Where we're like, this is different enough than what we're doing. Here's a tonal range that we're not getting with what we're doing now. And can we go there? And that's a, a stark sort of difference between the original concept, which is it was one body shape with all different pickups and all different bridges. And now we're trying to like see where we can go with that and say like, okay, are we going to have an all mahogany guitar? Are we going to have a, you know, an alder body, uh, you know, can we do an all rosewood guitar? Right. Like what is, what is going to, where does that actually work? We're like, this is, this is, you know, a good, like, here's an alternative. So I'm like, 
someone actually can come to me and say, this is what I'm going for. What, what should I get? Right. Where I'm like, I don't know. You can kind of cover it with all, which one's the coolest. Right. Yeah. To you. Like, what bridge do you, you want to travel or do you want to, uh, that's sort of where now we're trying to, to, to go in that direction with stuff. And yeah. that's exciting with signature because we just sell them. Yeah, yeah. You're all like, it's almost like prototyping, but you're finishing a real deal guitar. Yeah. So. I, the, the last one, which we'll post a picture. Uh, I saw all the teasers for it. And yeah, Dennis is feeling himself a little bit. He I like start, it. He started, you know, it was a little bit of our original idea was to like have it be completely, no one knows exactly what the guitar is. Mm -hmm. But they're selling so fast, clearly people are buying them no matter what. Absolutely. They have, so, to, they have to be. <laughs> they have to be. So the idea now is to sort of like tease them out a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, we're probably like, you know, we're, I'm looking at, I was looking at the calendar this morning for Signature and, you know, we're probably like eight, 10 guitars deep at any time. And so we move them around depending on sort of, uh, you know, where we're looking. But yeah. it's becoming a really fun part of our, our, our day is to see that kind of stuff coming through and getting to see Dennis sort of in his element, you know, when yeah. you're designing guitars and you're, 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 you, once you've done it and then here it is, and now we're just going to make a bunch of those. It's like, it's that the fun part for him is kind of over. And it's like to have that alive by getting to do these guitars really sort of revitalize that process. So you're never, you're never done. Right. You can just keep going and going like, well, let's try that. And it's really fun for me to say, well, why don't, why don't we try this? We've never done this. It's like, Oh, yeah. well, let's do that. And I, and I always, always for myself, try to push it in a direction of something I want to see in the main line. Mm -hmm. So I want it to be like, like sort of like, Hey, I, I really want to see this, or this is what the customers are asking me for. It's like, you know, so let's try that. And then let's maybe see if it'll work as a, as a select guitar for next year sure. or even just a, for anything. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I'm going to put it on the record here that when you do a flame top uh -huh. of any shape or style, like uh -huh. I, I want I want you just, you know, to just give me a ring before it. You know. Well, so the funny part is, is that well, I think all the maple tops we've done so far have been just plain, plain yeah, maple. Yeah, we've yeah. not done a flame top yet. So I know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm such a nerd for that kind of stuff. I love flame tops. I've never been a fan. N never, I've never been a fan. No. no, I mean it's part of the reason why Dennis and I clicked is because like it's sort of like, like Bon boner flame top. Dave bo Jordan oh just my said. gosh, <laughs> I will never live that down. You won't. I will never live that down. No, boner no. flame forever will follow me around. Um, but we're like kind of more into the plane. Like I have a PRS McCarty that I got and it's a, it's, oh my gosh. Oh, Dennis just walked by and showed us a signature <laughs> that he's working on right now. That'll be for sale next, next Thursday. It's ridiculous. This is my day. This is my day. This is I what I have it. to deal with. I have to go like, Dennis, do you really want to tease the people like that? Because that's another yeah. fun part of it is that he'll be like, oh, I want to do this. And I'm like, everybody wants that as a main model. You're just going to you're going to make one right. and, and and piss everybody off by <laughs> saying like everyone's going to want that guitar. So it's a it's a it's a fun thing. I will I will say this is that we also I'll, I'll do a little breaking news here for all the people that are, that are watching this. We are working on currently our first like 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 full like limited run signature. So we're going to oh, okay. do eight pieces of one guitar. So like what right now we've been doing, is it a new you know, shape? No. Oh, okay. But it is something that we've never made before. Okay. So it's a wood that we've never used before, mm. but we're going to make eight of them. So there'll be a Thursday instead of one guitar available, there'll be eight and they'll be all identical. So we're trying that, that out as well. We've got like four of those planned for this year. Oh man. And they're pretty cool. Ah. And, and <laughs> I know it's, it's really exciting because we're trying to look at it and say, you know, how can we, you know, try different things, you know, to, to, to get more guitars out there. And it's like, well, if we can make all the same, 
it's sort of like it's easier to do. It's like, you know, you're doing all these right. signatures and it's all spec by Dennis. Or, and all of it, so he has to shepherd it all the way through. But if we can do one where we can just cut eight bodies and then order all the parts, it actually helps to to make them. I mean, this is, right. you know, it's, it's manufacturing 101. So we're going to try that out. And I've got that I've got four of them scheduled for the year in each quarter. And so we've got one coming up. That's going to be cool. That's exciting. And that's not even the base. We're doing, we're finally making the base. I know. Too. I, I got to get that. I'm working that switch thing. I don't know. <laughs> are we, are we doing that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I forgot you were working on a top secret uh, thing for the base. Yeah. Oh, I don't it's know. It's too much. It's crazy. Uh, so we're about, we're, Where are we're, we? we're, we're 30-ish minutes in. Oh, this is great. People are, um, people are still watching. People are enjoying themselves. Yeah, people are. <laughs> no, so you said we're going we're gonna to divert from the guitar talk and we're going to talk a little Ghostbusters. Okay. What's Rhett's your, not here. He doesn't want to talk Ghostbusters with you? He probably would, but he doesn't like it. He's like too I young. Do. He's too young. Yeah, he's probably a little... He's a little younger. I, I always forget that Rhett is like 10 years younger than me. Right. I'm 40. I'm, I'm a man 30, and I'm 40. Oh, I have no idea how old you are. I'm 36. 36. You could you could be like 27, 28. No. Yeah. yeah look at this white in my. I guess I never really noticed that before. Yeah. Oh so. man, this is this is because of the pedal thing. Like yeah, the past you're getting few, there. Yeah. Success, man. I mean, that's why. Look at this Santa Claus over <laughs> yeah, here. You got the the white mutton. Why chops. am I? I feel like I realized that I've been yeah. wearing my mask <laughs> under my chin. I'm so used to it when I'm in my office by myself to, to right. do this whole thing. So, so you wanted to talk Ghostbusters. Well, you said you had some some things. I have hot Ghostbusters takes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hit me. <laughs> well, we all know how you feel about Ghostbusters. Oh, it's it, I'm wear, I'm wearing a Ghostbusters watch, like literally, literally the watch they wore in the movie. Um, is yeah. it's like the same watch that they had. That is, is it is it marketed that way, or you just saw the watches that they're wearing and decided you wanted it, one? It's a Seiko M five one six voice note and. They had, they wore it in some promo material, mm. and Ray wears it in a few scenes in the movie. That's and great. I found one on eBay, and I was like, you know what? It's been a good year. You are you are a Ghostbusters man. I'm so I'll tell you this. ridiculous. So I you know right that's my wheelhouse. Like I was like five years old when that movie came out. Right. And as a kid, I loved it, absolutely loved it. But there was a point in my life in like the late two thousands, maybe I had decided that Ghostbusters sucked. <sighs> I swear, I, I was like a take of mine. I'm like, you know what's not a good movie? Ghostbusters. Uh, you want you want to know why? No ghosts. They don't. They, they, they trap one ghost the whole movie. Well, no, that's not true. They want Slimer, right? Well, they get Slimer, and then, they have, and then, and then there's the, the montage. The montage. We have we have Slimer, and then a montage, and it's like there's like a skeleton, and there's like a. But there's like where's all the and then the end like with Gozer and. Mm -hmm. There's no ghosts, right? right? So I was like, I was like on this jag. I thought I was being real funny. Like everyone's into nostalgia. And I'm like, I'm going to be the grumpy guy that's like posted on Twitter. <laughs> Ghostbuster sucks. You're no walking walk the hot topic and be like, don't buy this shirt because that movie blows. And then I don't know. It was a couple years ago. I watched it again on TV and I said, this movie is incredible and it's genius. And I have no idea why I thought that. <laughs> well, and I'll t I, I can tell you why I changed my mind, but I was like, it was, it was a little funny. I don't know if it was just like, a, like a mid twenties, like social media, like I'm right. going to decide to not like something kind of thing. But I saw, I watched it like, uh, uh, like a year or two ago and I said, Oh no, this is incredible. This yeah. is incredible. I mean, like I think the reason that there, there would have been more ghosts, but this budget yeah. and, and 1984, like, you know, 19, I mean, filming in 83 or whatever. But I think it was like, I think I finally got to the age where it's like, you like Ghostbusters as a kid. Because what a great concept. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh, no, this movie's amazing because Bill Murray is incredible. Oh. It's like he should have won the Academy Award for the performance he did in that movie. It's, it is like so good how funny he is and how perfect it is. 
it's it, incredible. And I think I just had never as appreciated it as much until I watched it, you know, closer to the age he was in the movie. And I was like, oh my right. God, this is so funny. And I just absolutely loved it. There's so many things. And, and as, as someone who's watched it, you know, my yeah. entire life, you yeah. know, it, I had the VHS, I watched the cartoon, then, you know, the, the movie. The when real was, Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, the second movie was the first movie I ever remember seeing in the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember where I sat and how I felt and everything. But it's just a fun going into business, like, buddy movie. Yeah. The, the, and one of my favorite things about it is they start and end the movie fundamentally the same. No one learns a grand lesson. No, nothing. That, you know... They, they don't grow as people really, you no. know, they, and, they're more experienced at their job, but that's about it. And and I think this was part of like, like one of the main takeaways that I had that I decided I really liked it is because movies that are made nowadays are made like kids movies are made for kids. And right. that was like a movie that kids liked that was not really made for kids. Right. Like Ray, like smokes the entire movie. Well, he gets a ghost BJ. He does. And I just, you know, you just didn't think about that stuff. And I'm like. No wonder, like this is because they won't. They'll never make movies like this again. This is right. talking about like Gremlins and Ghostbusters, that Temple of Doom, like the mid '80s, where we got all those movies, and I watched all of them as a kid. And like they don't make, they all kids movies are are Harry Potter or Marvel now, right? And they don't make stuff like that anymore. And so I think I appreciate more that we got to watch stuff like that. That was like I was a kid, and I and there was enough stuff in there that like, you know, all the jokes and all the different stuff that I would slowly get over the years as I watched the movie. And, oh, yeah. And so I did a complete 180. I was literally, I went from, oh, you know, actually, Ghostbusters sucks, <laughs> to like, oh, my God, this is like one of like the greatest, like not even script, like it's just them just doing, just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just like, yeah. The, so I Man, I, it, it's so near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And, you know, that and Star Wars and, sure. and Indiana Well, Jones I saw Ghostbusters too was my birthday movie when I was like my ninth birthday when it came out. Uh -huh. Like I could go see whatever I want. And that was like same summer. It was like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Batman. Yeah. Were at the same time. And I chose Ghostbusters 2 as the movie I saw. So I was that guy. And uh -huh. I think I was, there was maybe something about rejecting, you know, those things where I decided I wasn't going to like it anymore. Right. But I've come around completely. Man. So I, uh, well, that's funny. That's. <laughs> Do you think I was just going to go on an extended rant about how I didn't I, like the movie? No, no, I didn't think because like I, I've never met someone that that felt like you felt now, like still, like I've never met someone that genuinely doesn't like Ghostbusters. I think it was just sort of there was this idea that like it was trying to like sort of, you know, I don't know. It's like it's probably a really good like topic question of like, you know, performative Internet outrage and the idea of like I'm going to be the person that everyone likes this thing and we, you know, that our people our age is like Ghostbusters is such an iconic thing that it was kind of like, I was probably just doing that. Right. And then people still do that all the time. That's the idea is like, I'm going to, oh, everybody likes this thing. I'm going to be the guy that says yeah. that it sucks. I, 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 I tend to do that. I don't, I don't know if I do that intentionally, but I, I do avoid things because everyone's talking about them. And that's, this well, is true for like guitars, movies, everything. Well, I think there's a difference between that and being active about it, right? right. Like, I don't know, if someone doesn't like, like, here's a great example for us. Uh, it's not a newsflash if you don't like distressing. Oh, yeah. But our guitars are distressed, and we offer uh, non-distressed guitars. You can buy them, but people still feel compelled to post on our Instagram I don't like distressing. And I'm right. like, why? If you don't like it, just don't comment. Yeah, like, why are you here? I don't Leave. comment on guitars. I don't comment on every PRS. Flame Maple Sop suck, bro. Yeah. Like, I could go on there and be like, Flame Top's stupid, bro. 
I don't, I don't do that. And it's, so I, I find it really interesting. It, it would be one thing if we didn't offer clean guitars. Right. We offer extra light, which is our version of that, where we don't do any distressing on the guitar. The parts are distressed. Um, but that's just like, kind of like, it's like a closet classic, a closet classic VOS sort of that idea. Yeah. So that, so if you want that, you can get it. So I just, I, it's, I find it hilarious when people feel compelled to say that. I mean, it's like walking into like an Indian restaurant and just screaming, I don't like Indian food and like leaving. Like it's like, there's no, no one would ever do that. Yeah. So, so why do you feel compelled to do that on the internet? Because I mean, you're just a keyboard no, it's warrior. One thing but if it's like a uh, an independent, um, like source, like a guitarist magazine or something else that's talking about a guitar, distressing yes or no. Sure, you know, sure, you know, sure. You chime in there and say no, I don't like it. But it's on a, a conversation. About yeah, it. but it's on our page. It's just it's just <laughs> bizarre. And I never delete any of that stuff because I want it to live out there and breathe. So, you know, if people want to comment on there or come out, I never. I always let it ride because I right. wanted to just see where it goes. If people decide that that's the, that's how they feel about it. I mean, that's, that's one way to go about it. The, dealing with the internet. Are you a deleter? Goop. Do you delete? Uh, it depends on what it is. If it's outright hateful. Well, I if it's will. like hate speech or if it's, well, I mean, not, it's not even that extreme. I mean, obviously. Yeah. For that. But like, if someone drops a Heil Hitler on, <laughs> on, on the, on, on the gram, you where might, did that emoji come from? You're like, might want to delete that one. Uh, but you just someone being a just an outright jerk, I'll delete it. But most of the time I just do like, you know, the shoulders like yeah. I don't know. Sort oh, of I try emoji. I just try not to comment at all. Yeah. And then and then I mean if it's, you know, depending on what it is, I mean, you know, Instagram is actually pretty civil for the most part, I feel, comparatively. Yeah. I to, yeah, to, for the most part. Yeah. We don't do Twitter. I actually don't do real Facebook very much anymore. Like we used to post on Facebook and I kinda got I kinda lost the plot over there. It's um, all tied to my Instagram and, and honestly, like I have a Twitter and every post I make on Instagram mm. goes to Twitter mm. and I log in and it says, you have like 200 notifications. I'm like, Oh God, let's log out. Well, you're just doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I still do all the social media for us. And there's going to be a point where I can't do it anymore. And right. I don't know when that's going to be just a, a, just a tip for everybody out there. Don't send me an instant message on Instagram because oh. I never look and I'll try to answer them, but I always forget. And it's like three clicks to get over there. I feel really bad. You just, just email me sales at Novo or, or Matthew at Novo. And I'll answer your email. I, uh, I, I get messages on there too. And some, most of the time, you know, I try to be as active as possible, but I'll say, email me because yeah. they'll say, Hey, I have a repair question or, yeah. you know, I have a serious thing I need to talk to you about and send it on there. And then within a day, I've gotten a ton of just responses to stories or whatever. Mm. And it's buried, uh, so <laughs> deep. <laughs> Love that purple stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're about got about 15 minutes left. That's it. Was it just an hour show? It's an hour. Well, I mean, we could push it a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, like if you say that, then we go like 25 minutes. Oh, I know. I understand. Um, it's, just, it's, it's nice and natural. You yeah. just keep going. We're having fun. <laughs> leave the stream on. Just leave all it day. on all day. People are going to see all the secrets. All uh, the secret stuff, you know. So... Do you want to talk about video games or should we avoid that and keep I it mean, on the I guitar? Ghost, <laughs> Ghostbusters was probably <laughs> that was enough. Deep enough. All I'd say is if you play Destiny 2 and you're on Xbox, hit me up because I'm <laughs> on there every night. I've got a six month old daughter and she goes to bed at seven and then my wife always falls asleep about nine. So I usually just play play video games uh, at night. And so if you're on Xbox, you want to play Destiny 2, I'm on there and Man. That's what I do. Living the life. I mean, you know, <laughs> I probably should go to bed. Everyone jokes. Everyone asks me. How late do you stay at playing games? Though? Midnight. That's not that bad. When then the baby gets up at like 10. Oh, there's a destiny meme. Like it. 
Um, uh, the baby gets up at like six. So I'll usually six hours is plenty for me. I drink a lot of coffee and I'm naturally like, like <laughs> yeah. this, like I'm naturally like I walk in in the morning and I'm like, ah, yeah. Cause I'm just, just jazzed. So it's like, you know, I mean, I, I probably should like play guitar and write songs and record at night or something, but why, <laughs> <laughs> why I'm no, trying no, to write no. that intro, you know, <laughs> have you can, hey. hey, wait, let me ask you this. Sure. Have people submitted? Have there, people try to submit uh, intros for you guys? There have been a few and yeah. like, you know, some of them like they're, you know, they're good ideas and stuff, but it's like, um, it's a, it's a good bit now. Well, we, we legitimately plan on doing this, but it's I not think, a, just an extended joke where you're never actually going to do it. Well, I mean like we you don't want to blow we, your spot. If you're going to, whichever way you're doing, don't we're tell definitely, me. But. Like we definitely want to record an intro and it's not, it's something that, like, honest to God, I sit down and I try to do it and this nothing comes, you know, it's like <clears throat> nothing happens. But for me, I have to, I can't try or it's just never going to happen. And my day, mm -hmm. it, like if I had a moment where I could like sit down and okay, I'm feeling relaxed. I'm going to sit down and, you know, do something for myself. I don't really want to have to do that work. because it's work. It's still work. I mean, that's a a hard, you know, you don't want to be like, man, feel sorry for me. I have a right. hard job, but like, you kind of don't want to do guitar stuff at night. Cause like, no. it's, it's my whole day. And it's sort of like, you kind of want to just get into something else. You know? Right. And and that's why, you know, the, like building, building my proton pack yes. has been a fun release and, and, and playing games. But for me, even mm -hmm. when it comes to listening to music, I can only ingest so much guitar yes. uh, before I, I, I'm like, I just want to listen to a you know, TR-808 make a drum beat for like an hour. I'd rather yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to that than hear some bluesy pentatonic, you know, shredding. Yeah, which is great. It's just, it's just like you said, like when it's your job, it's sort of like, it's still work and no matter what, you know, you need to have a different outlet. Yeah. And I just decided mine was going to be destiny hey, too. What can I say? I think people sometimes, you know, they'll ask me like, what's your, what guitar album are you listening to? Who are you listening to? And and, and I say, well, I'm, I'm not. And they take it as me like not being interested in it. And that's not true. It's just, just the burnout of because I'm hearing pedals and, and guitar like all day constantly. Mm -hmm. for, like for me, my favorite content is like vlogs, like that pedal show, just talking about, Hey, I'm swapping pickups in the strat. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Rhett's totally. tour vlogs. Like those are interesting to me because mm -hmm. it's like all part of the community, but it's not, Hey, here's this new thing and here's how it sounds. Like I don't, or, 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 or when it comes to like listening to music, just hearing not to say that there isn't amazing playing happening that I, I should be tuned into. Mm. I, it's just hard for me to, to get excited about it. Yeah. And I think that, I think for me, it's like, I, 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 a lot of it is just timing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you used to spend a lot, you spend a lot of time, you know, commuting or, you know, doing other things or home alone. And when you've got, you know, work all day and then you get home and it's family time and then relaxing time, it's tough to like really get into stuff. I mean, I used to love like when I had like commutes, that was like, that was my time, you yeah. know, listening in the car and stuff. And so, I mean, I have music going on all day in my office, but you know, I'm kind of that way too, where it's hard to like really dive in. And so a lot of times it'll be not super guitar-y stuff that I get into for that reason. Yeah. Cause you want to listen to some other stuff. So I, uh, I've discovered my, I love video game covers of classics of, of just, yeah, all the NES, super NES stuff, uh, mm -hmm. Genesis stuff. And I've discovered a, a band. They're called a MES Mariachi Entertainment System. Yeah, and they do mariachi covers of, of all the classics of, of every like you know 
everything that from... That sounds very high concept and very fun. Oh, it's great. Everything from NES to like through PlayStation era, like yeah. PS1 era. And it's like, it it's my happy place when mm -hmm. I'm working, you know, like listening to like Zelda theme in a mariachi band. I'm just like building pedals like, all right. I tend to like, you know, in a lot of those situations, like, you know, when I was in school, I listened to a lot of instrumental stuff in order to like, you know, when yeah. you're working, that's like usually the best stuff to listen to. So sure. you're not like feeling any kind of, you know, you're with the melody, but you're not suddenly like listening to, you know, Gojira. And there's <laughs> right. a lot of yelling and a lot of, you know, you want to do stuff like that. So I always like the aristocrats for that. Mm. I love those guys. So Guthrie Govan and Brian Beller and yeah. Marco Miniman. Like that's my, if I got to work, I'm put on the aristocrats. Okay. Yeah. That's I, like kind of how that. I, that's kind of how I go. I, I think for me working it, the less lyrics, the better because mm -hmm. exactly. it does distract uh, oh, totally. I like listen to it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> three amigos, three amigos another classic. Yes. There you go. Um, so trying to think of any, Is there any other about, questions. That let's have? open it up to discord. So if yeah, you guys yeah. have any questions for Matthew, please drop them real quick. We have a little bit, a little bit of time left. T-shirt. Oh yeah. Show off that, that sweet horse. swag. When are you going to get some more of those hats? Which hats? The hat you're wearing. Oh, this is this is the prototype. We haven't actually made any yet. Okay, someone someone on Facebook thought it said no because it looks like from far away in. Oh, well, we did like here. This was the I'm I'm wearing the prototype, and then here's like the actual finished version. Okay, right so it's, there. it's considerably, it's a, considerably bigger. bigger, so you can actually see the the novo. But you know, we we kind of went a little bit crazy with the merch. We yeah. did hoodies and we did another hat color and we did mugs and we did the Voltour shirt. So we're kind of like, you know, just sort of selling through everything for a little while before we decide to do this hat. Sure. So eventually we'll get to it. Um, if everybody wants to buy a bunch of merch today, then we'll get to that a little bit oh, sooner. Hey, hey. I think we'll, we're sold out of mugs, actually. I we'll think we put need to order those, you know. Link in the description below. You know, so that's what I am wearing the Novo hoodie as well. So I did go. I thought it was like one step too far to, to go with the Novo mug as well. So nah, not on this podcast, <laughs> not on this, not on this shilly, <laughs> the shilly podcast, this, this shilly show. Um, uh, Dave Jordan asked, how do you get the layered finishes with the nitro? All the, Oh, that's great. So that's probably one of the, the few sort of, uh, I would say proprietary, like we don't talk about kind of situation. I can kind right, of so done. All right. <laughs> there's the end of the question. No, what I will say is that like mostly it comes from the pine itself. So the pine has a really great grain pattern, and we sand the guitar specifically to raise the grain. I right. will not say how. That is what we don't discuss. Uh -huh. But we do that, and then it's the lightest nitro finish possible, so it sinks in. So you've got a sand where it's like it's smooth, but like it's intentionally make sure that those those ridges and stuff like are are prominent. And then when we spray the guitar, it's the lightest amount of finish possible. Mm -hmm. Then when you go in there and do the distress, you can distress it around the grain pattern. And that's why you get such cool distresses from us because right. it's based around the actual grain of the guitar. And so it's, yeah, that's sort of our goal. It was actually just a happy accident. You know, Dennis was starting to use the pine and uh, started sanding it and just decided to leave the, the, the grain up sure. one time. And then we sprayed it and tried to see what would happen. And it was cool. Yeah. So we said, okay, well, we like this. This is super rad. And I really like it too, because essentially what it means is that every finish is translucent. So even if it's a solid color, even if it's a, a sparkle, a metallic, you see the wood. So it's right. always reminded that it's a guitar. Yeah. It's always a, a piece of wood, which I think is really cool. And if, if you 
don't believe how thin it is, go watch the That Pedal Show where I'm on it. And you and chip I, some out? I flip my Saris and scratch the finish right off the side of it. I did it the first time I got my very first Novo, which is my TCS uh-huh. <laughs> that I have. <laughs> See, so I, I, I canned my own model. Uh-huh. Um, and the first time I put it in the case, I caught the zipper on it and went, oh. and I was like, because I got an extra light. Like, I was so beautiful. I was like, I'm not going to get it distressed. And I took it literally the first time I put it in the case, I did it. Do you bring it, it back awesome. to Dennis at that point and say, hey, like, let's just, it, let's just beat it up a little no, bit? No, I, it's actually been kind of nice having a guitar for, I got it and it'll be five years. And so I've had it for four and a half years to see the wear on it. Like right. The patina on the on all the hardware and just sort of how it wears. It's it's kind of nice to have a subject. Right. You know, yeah. and I'm I, the only problem is I'm not a sweaty player. I'm Some not, people are sweat, a sweaty player. But, yeah. And so their guitars get gnarly right away. And I am not that way because I remember like you know seeing Rhett stuff and Rhett, he's a little he's a little sweaty. Yeah, he yeah. he put a lot of distress on his guitars right away, even sure. the ones that were already distressed. And it was nice to see those ones come back too and see just like all the new, you know, nicks and and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it's amazing how body chemistry really affects the guitar's. Finish. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Kalki Das asks, are you ever going to make a set neck Novo? That's a really good question. Because there have been proto, the prototype for the M1 Solus the, was a set neck. The prototype uh, Solus M1 is a set neck and it's in Dennis's office. Yeah. It's sort of the, actually the photo of that guitar is on the signature page. Yeah. It is like the proto signature. It was the idea of like, here's a guitar that Dennis wants to make. And it was sort of, maybe this will turn into the M1. And we decided to stick with pine and maple and the bolt on when we decided to make the M1, part of it is that like when you start doing set necks, it changes a lot of the manufacturing process. Yeah. When yeah. you, when you glue it in, uh, you got to get a lot of clamps. Oh yeah. A lot of clamps. All, all the clamps. Just every, every <laughs> clamp. You got to buy a lot of clamps and then how you finish the guitar changes. And then any, any issues you might have with, you know, uh, you know, now that the guitar is actually glued together. So it's sort of like Dennis is like more like not as super interested in in doing those because it's sort of like it it's a it's a huge like change in our process. Yeah. We like the 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 idea of the set neck as far as like the the types of guitars that are set neck, the woods and the pickups and tilt back headstock and all that stuff. So yeah. you might see us make basically a set neck guitar but with a bolt on. Meaning that we might we'll, we'll do everything that like would be on a, your typical set neck but we have a different. Now if you're an old school Novo person, you remember the Sectus? Yes. Where we had uh, the Cyclops bolt. And Dennis liked the Cyclops bolt because he felt like it was as rigid as a set neck. So you get the benefits of that. So we might revisit that. Okay. We might revisit something like that. And I'm never going to say never. I would say that there's a possibility of signature or signature run being a set neck. But, right. you know, I'd say that, like, you know, right now um, we don't have any plans you know, to introduce anything, you know, as far as a production model. Because it, it's you know? so different than doing a bolt-on neck guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a, that, <clears throat> what I, I would imagine. What I would say that the, the more likely scenario is we decide to venture out into that world and we, like, hire a, a different team. Like, we, we right. build a space and hire people and say, you guys make these guitars that kind of sense. situation. Yeah. Instead of, like, cross-pollinating you know, so that way you could focus on it. And those guys, uh, gals can get really good at making those guitars. Do you think that they're with the guitar that is uniquely shaped? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this because like, to me, I think people have connotations that set neck is, is so much different than a bolt on neck. And I think when it's done well, 
either is is gonna like I'm trying to think like if, well, like is there one that's like a better technique than well, others or sonically do you think is it there a yields, difference like if you made two of the same guitar and one was a bolt on neck and one was a set neck would it would same it be, exact woods same woods would it yield that different of a result I I don't necessarily think so yeah I think there's probably some theories as far as you know, uh, resonance, uh, vibration, you know, with the woods being glued versus being bolted on. I'm sure that somebody like Paul Reed Smith, who's done extensively done both, which again, currently manufacture both probably has videos where he's talking about this. And right. I would defer to Paul in some of those, you know, ways it's, it, I think for Dennis, like part of the thing is that like, you know, you, you want to experiment with those kind of things. And if you're not necessarily going for a different sound, like you like the sound that you're at, and you can accomplish that with the bolt on then doing a set neck. I mean, I don't know where we, what we would say like, all right, we're not getting this. And are we going to accomplish that by gluing the neck in? Right. I don't think that that's a thing. Yeah. I don't think that there's a, a difference enough there. I think that the pickups and the bridge and the scale length and the woods are probably going to do more work there than right. that. Now, all of it together, you take a Strat and a Les Paul, there's so much different. Oh, then yeah. there's going to be a difference in sonically. So that, that to me, it's, I'm sure it's a, there's been plenty of videos about that. And it's nothing that, you know, Dennis and I, I think the way I would approach it more is that, is there a, a vibe or a, a, a difference in playing? Like if you're holding a, a set neck guitar versus a bolt-on, do you feel differently? Is there right. some energy that, that, that makes you play and, and, and uh, express yourself differently? Like I have this Voltour. I mean, I just want to rip, bro. Right. Versus my F1. This is 24 and 3. Yeah, and that yeah. that uh, uh, you've got a, a double black bob and bridge, and you've got this very angular, muscular shape. I play way differently than on my Solus F1, right? Which is a Tele bridge, sure. And so that to me is that's the place that that I think that Dennis and I are exploring, which is like, what do we want to make that makes you like play differently and feel differently, not just the sound. It's like, where do you want to go with that? Yeah. So I would suggest that to people. Like, is there a different vibe? Do you feel differently playing a set neck? And it's like hard to say because the the guitar is completely different. You're playing Les Paul versus the Strat, of course, because you're like my Jimi Hendrix, and my Jimmy Page. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you exactly. already have an idea in your head. So one of the things that we get to do because we're not making copies of anything is is sort of cr try to create those vibes ourselves. Sure. And where do we piece those things together and say, here's here's what we want people to feel? Because I, I I'm hoping that like on a Voltor, we might get a different crowd. Yeah. People that would be, you know, maybe you like, you know, Mastodon and sleep and like a little bit more aggressive music and you've never really seen our guitars and said, I want that. But you see that body shape and you're like, well, that's, that's sick. Right. Yeah. So that's where we're, you know, trying to go, you know, maybe a current Novo fan might not be super into it, but are we going to get new people that are like, that thing is, is bitching and I can use that for my, you know, like slow core doom metal band. Right. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking cool. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's no, all right. There it is. I was trying my best. So I don't think uh, we, we don't, it's not a big deal. Okay. Um, the last, the thing I, I saw someone, I don't know who, who asked it, but the last thing I think we could talk about is once the pandemic, we get a grip on it. Can people come and check stuff out? Oh, absolutely. You we don't want back to the scheduled visits. So of one of the things that was really interesting is that we had started to discuss the idea of going direct before the pandemic. It was just a lump of an idea, but it was like, you know, trying to figure out like what's the best customer service for what Novo does and trying to get it out there as far as like, you know, what you can order and all that stuff. And the dealers always did a fabulous job for us, but imagine you know, pre, uh, you know, uh, uh, like our restructuring, like 
how do you explain to somebody what a Novo is when I right. can get any bridge and any pickup that I want? It's yeah. a hard job for a salesperson. So we would do a lot of the work. And we loved the idea of being in Nashville because then anybody could come by and we could talk about these things. So we would absolutely love to do it. And, you know, I'm excited about the idea of expanding it at yeah. some point and having more, you know, direct ways for people to interact. I mean, like guitar shows and, you know, all kinds of different stuff that we're not, you know, obviously all that stuff was put on hold, but I'd love sure. to like do Dallas guitar shows and obviously Nam and, you know, do, do all the different stuff where people can actually come out and see them. Cause I know that's a hard thing now. Is it like, you know, now not only can I not buy one, but I can't even try one. Right. And yeah. so and, and you couldn't try one before anyway, cause they were already, they were, sold, yeah, even when so. we had dealers, you couldn't go to Chicago music exchange and play one cause they'd never have any in stock. Yeah. So I'd love to get back to that where people can come down to Nashville and hang out and, and we've got a showroom full of guitars and everybody can play them. And you know, hell, I mean, one day, you know, have enough guitars for sale that you could buy one at the shop if you yeah. wanted to, because they don't sell out in five seconds. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to be, but <laughs> wow, that would be great if you could come down and you knew we had some here and you could buy one. That would be, that would be super cool. Or the opposite. You could come down and you pick your woods out or craft right. a guitar. I'd love to get to that point. Like we talked about earlier about, you know, maybe getting a full custom shop again one day where people could pick stuff out like that. I mean, that would be super rad. That would be great. To be able to do that. So yeah. like you get to do. Yeah. Zach. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the norm, I guess. Oh, it's, 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 it's Did it's, I pick out the wood for my you did. Sarah Sarah? You did. I did? No, Devin did. Devin you did. picked okay. the wood out for your F1. I did. You yeah. did get to do and, that. And, and I think I picked it out for the Sarah, for the, TCS, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, I were, so. you were here. I was here. I mean, awesome. So. I think if people are into that idea, I would love to be able to do that again one day. It would yeah. be super cool to do that. You know, um, it adds just, a lot of more personal connection to the absolutely, absolutely. And I think that it's uh, that's what I want to do. It's like I never want to take anything away because I'm like, well, screw everybody. You can't get what you want anymore. Right. It's the opposite. It's like it's figuring out how to how to how to get this place to a point where everyone feels good about, you know, what they can get. And then if I can bring any of that back, right? Fender Custom Shop exists to satisfy a certain client. And, you know, Gibson Custom Shop, uh, private PR, private stock PRS, all that stuff. Like, we want to do our version of that. And that yeah. version right now is signature. And unfortunately, it's one guitar a week, maybe. Um, but we, we hope to, 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 you know, as we grow, you know, to like, you know, figure out a way to do all kinds of different stuff for people. So, uh -huh. Yeah. I think I hear the Jack by ACDC. That's, Maybe not. that's probably, if you hear music that loud, it's Dennis sanding. <laughs> so if Dennis is, he's sanding. He sands and it makes music? It, well, and, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think so, man. The stuff's great. Now, he, he usually like, you know, that's his, like, you know, on Fridays, uh, the rest of the team isn't working. We do four tens. So on Friday, right. he's usually back there doing something and he'll nice. crank. It's usually ACDC or Boston, Def Leppard, nice. Pink Floyd. Uh, blur or Radiohead. That's like all Dennis stuff. Dennis is great. You know, <laughs> I always tell him, he's always like, I'm gl so glad that you do this stuff. And I'm like, you're so great. Yeah. So one day I'll probably start a podcast and then hopefully I could probably have a hard time booking Dennis on my own show. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he is. Like if I started a <laughs> weekly Novo show, it would be like a get if I got Dennis to do the show. Right. That's how he is. So. Wow. I think uh, we always end the show oh, okay. with the shill of the week. And shill of the week. I mean, we've been pretty bad already, haven't we? Yeah, but... We've got that bad boy. We've got this. When's so that for sale, Zach? This is going to be released March 15th. This is the... Ooh. I don't even know if you can see it on the camera here. Can you see it? Um, this is the Mythos Oracle, the analog Echo. This is the new 
delay pedal I've been working on for since I met you. Yeah. So <laughs> the original version was going to be a digital thing with like yeah. uh, modulation and stuff. And I, I decided, you know what? That's not me. So it's beautiful. Hired, hired a designer to do a full fat analog with a tap. And the cool thing about it mm -hmm. is so it has 600 milliseconds on the knob, mm -hmm. but you can tap longer Excuse than me. 600 milliseconds. Wow. And then the signal starts to fall apart and it just goes like, but it's cool. And that's so a when feature, you, not a bug. That's right. So when you're like doing the uh, oscillation, yeah. you can like, you know, go really fast and then really slow and it'll, it's completely false. I have to, I have to admit, wicked. I have to admit something. I, I have no idea how to use delay. I'm you terrible. No, I know, how to, I know how to use it, but I mean like <laughs> actually incorporating it into my playing. Like, it's like, I'm always so like enamored with players that like can do the soundscapes and the timing and yeah. all the beautiful stuff. I'm just so ham fisted with my playing. I'm I just, don't, I'm never really good with it. I want to be good with delay, but I right. just like, I just, I'm never, I'm not that player. I, I always have it kind of sitting beneath what I do. Yeah. And, and the tap while like, you know, you can, you can kind of like sync to what you're playing, but mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not precise. There's no MIDI connection. There's a tap out Jack. No, so it sounds more um, my, my speed. Yeah. Like and it's it, just, yeah. it's, Bonehead simple. It's going to be two fifty nine from Mythos Dealers only. It's not any special limited edition. This is going to be. Are they doing pre orders? Or are they ready? Uh, they're going to be some ready, and then dealers have everybody's got a few on order. Okay, and so they will hopefully, you know, if they do, if they don't have them yet, they will be getting them soon. It's 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 obsessed my life. I'm, uh, I'm happy that it's so. it's it's finally here. It's finally here, and it's, it's so it, great. I don't know if the color is going to come across, but it is. It's beautiful. It's called Barbie Pink. I love it, and it's uh. That it, one's that one's interesting. That one's mine. No, this is this one's mine. Oh, it says I saw. It that. says mine. It but says that, mine. That's me. Mine. But if you hand it to me, it, it would say mine, and it could be. It would be, but that one's yours. Yeah, sorry. Not mine. I'll get you one. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. Remember to check out our Patreon. Two bucks a month. Remember to subscribe, like the channel, uh, review us on Apple Podcasts, and all those things. And uh, thanks for hanging out. Any last many things you want to say? Uh, I'm sorry that I spent an hour talking about my company and you can't buy a guitar. It's all good. It's terrible. It's, I feel it's just going to continue the fervor. Yeah. Well, one, you know, it's, uh, you know, we'll have selects uh, back up April 5th, there 10 a.m. Um, so mark if, your calendars, mark your calendar. They've been selling out in about five minutes, uh, the slots there. So what is your most popular guitar? Uh, Sarah's J by far. Yeah. Yeah. The Sarah's J, which is the Rhett's guitar, the Burgundy Sparkle. That's the most popular two P nineties and a mastery. Um, it's, I think it's the most popular guitar because it's so different than what most people have. You know, yeah. if you're a jazz master person, obviously that trem is, is something you're familiar with, but a lot of people it's great. Cause if you've got a Strat, you got a Les Paul, you got a 335, you got a Tele, the Sarah's J is right there. Yeah. It's right in the middle there. It does so many different things and it's, it's like nothing that you have. So it's, so. it's a clearly the winner. Get in line and hopefully you can get one, but thanks guys. Thanks everybody.